Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is The Americans. Today we will be discussing Season 6, Episode 1, titled Dead Hand. We made it. We're finally here. Final season, beginning of the end. Just one more batch of ten episodes. Two more weeks of this show. And then we are done talking about the Americans... Forever, We are so close to talking about the glorious, glorious end of this story. And my god, is this an amazing way to kick off that final season. This is a really great premiere. It's so good. It's everything you expect the premiere episode of a final season of a show to be. Like, it kind of... There's this nice balance between easing you back in to this final act while also raising the stakes exponentially right out of the gate. It's so great, and there's a lot to talk about here. Uh, First and foremost, okay, I'm an idiot. I forgot just how much of a time jump there was between... Seasons 5 and 6. Like, I knew some time had passed, but for whatever reason, like, it just didn't stick with me that there was, like, a full three years between Seasons 5 and 6. Like, Season 5 wrapped up, and in this world, it was 1984, I believe? Uh, And then Season 6 came around, and they just catapulted into 1987, uh, and a lot of stuff happened in that time. Uh, Elizabeth, like, struck out completely on her own. Uh, Philip expanded the travel agency, uh, and started getting real happy to the point of square dancing, because why not? Uh, Paige is off in college and also has gone into full-blown Russian spy recruit mode. Uh, she's going over to Claudia's, uh... Watching Russian movies, learning about Russian culture and all that. Even going on missions with Elizabeth, which is crazy. Henry somehow became a hockey star at his boarding school, which... Okay. (laughs) Not sure how that happened. But that's cool. Uh, Stan's no longer at counterintelligence and he and Adderholt... Uh, barely see each other anymore. And Oleg has a wife and a one-year-old kid. Somehow, in three years, he was able to get a wife and a one-year-old kid. And a beard. There's also a beard. So yeah, a lot can happen in three years (laughs) in the life of a Russian spy. So there's that. 
Uh, so Elizabeth on her own doing stuff solo and she's got a lot on her plate to say the least. Uh, there's this summit coming up, uh, between America and the Soviet Union. Uh, basically they're trying to de-escalate nuclear arsenals, de-escalate the threat of nuclear war. Uh, so there's a couple avenues being pursued. Uh, she's working this one negotiator whose wife is an artist and dying. Uh, so she's posing as a nurse for this dying artist who is very cranky, by the way. This artist is super, super cranky. Everything she says is kind of this snarky, blah, I hate everything type of comment. Uh, but she loves her art, and she's constantly doing art as she's sort of withering away. Uh, so they're sort of establishing a rapport. Uh, she has some nice chemistry with the negotiator, uh, so is slowly getting ready to get some information from him. Blah, 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 blah. That's more place setting than anything else. The plot really isn't there. But... Uh, Claudia tells Elizabeth, okay, so, uh, there's an official that wants to meet you in Mexico. Go to Mexico. So Elizabeth takes this trip to Mexico, sits down with someone at, uh, the Strategic Rocket Forces, I think is the name of the organization, I could be wrong. And they sit down. And they have this talk about a program called Dead Hand, which basically is a program that if Russia gets hit with a bunch of nukes, even if everyone's dead, this computer program can just say, oh, Russia just got hit with a bunch of nukes? Well, better shoot a bunch of nukes at America, then. So it's literally computer-driven nuclear strikes that will go into effect in the event that Russia is attacked. And apparently, there's a guy that's at the summit right now negotiating who's willing to trade it for the Americans' Star Wars program. And this guy's like, okay, you cannot let that happen. Follow this guy. Shut him up. Whatever. Also, um, so you know about this thing. So you can't be arrested. And it just slides across the table, this little box. And in this little box is a necklace. And in that necklace is... A little tiny pill. And inside that little tiny pill is heavily implied to be cyanide. So basically they're saying, if you get caught, you now have to kill yourself. And you can tell immediately Elizabeth is just like, oh. Uh, okay. 
that escalated quickly. Um, all right, taking that. I'm gonna <laughs> better not get caught, or I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to kill myself. <laughs> So immediately, the stakes are raised to such ludicrous degrees. Like, immediately, in the first episode, the stakes are already raised to the point where it's just like, if Elizabeth is arrested, there's no worming her way out of that situation. She's gonna die. She's going to have to commit suicide before getting arrested. And she carries this necklace. She carries this necklace around the rest of the episode like. Oh. <laughs> that's a thing. Well. Let's not think about that. <laughs> let's just do the mission good. Everything will be fine. Uh, so she starts surveilling this one guy. And there's this whole surveillance team going. Uh, she brings Paige along on this. And she sort of. On this, like, secondary team, and she's, like, just sort of parked on the side of the road, reading a book, just being all nonchalant until they have use for her. As she is sitting there, uh, a security guard at, uh, this naval place shows up, and it's like, hey, uh, I need to see your ID. And she's like, okay, here's... Here's my ID. I'm, I'm waiting here for a friend. Oh, you're telling me there are these high security places around here? I didn't know that. And just playing it surprisingly cool since, you know, it's Paige. So she, like, hands over her ID, which is fake name, fake address, fake phone number, all that. And the guy's like, I need a secondary form of ID. And she hands over the college ID. And then this dude, in a position of power over her, starts flirting. And saying, hey, uh, you want to grab some, some Chinese food? I'm going over to get that. Paige is like, no, uh... I have plans. My friend and I have plans. And the guy's like, well, okay. Uh, I'll just hold on to your college ID. So you'll have dinner with me this weekend. Which, oh my god. The cartoonish dickishness of this man. What an asshole. Like, you're in a position of power over this girl, and you're like, well, I'm taking one of your forms of identification that presumably you need for college shit. And it's mine now until you have dinner with me. And then he just sort of leaves. And now Paige kind of freaking out. And she sits down with Elizabeth and is like, oh, God, man, this shouldn't happen. Like, should I not have been reading what I what have what did I do wrong? Like, this is horrible. And Elizabeth's like, OK, whatever. Look, you you kept your cool. You said all the right things. 
This isn't a big deal. He isn't even a cop. He's just a security guard. Like, there's nothing... There's nothing horrible here. It's easily remedied. It's not horrible. So then Elizabeth goes and, uh... Kills the dude. And gets the ID back. She murders this guy on the street quite brutally and takes the ID back. Now, granted, this guy deserved it because he was a creep. But still. Yikes. (laughs) So that's the whole thing. Lisbeth not having a great time at the moment. Philip is, though. For like five minutes. <laughs> and so is Oleg. For like five minutes. Uh, and then Arcadie shows up at Oleg's apartment and is like, hey, so, um, things are kind of bad right now in the leadership of the KGB. Uh, the leadership of the KGB uh, is full of people who are not a fan of Gorbachev, not a fan of. The progress that has been made in the Soviet Union recently. And they just want to F them over as much as possible. Uh, particularly on this summit. So, and Gorbachev doesn't have the power to get rid of them. So, you're going to go to America. Because there's an agent there who's meeting some rogue officer... In Mexico. Hmm. So you have to go to America. And talk to. Her husband. Who's been retired for a few years. Shares. Gorbachev and Arcades and Oleg's views. A very progressive person, and Arcades met once before. Hmm. This sounds an awful lot like the Jennings. Like, they don't even have to say anything, they don't even have to say you need to get Philip to spy on Elizabeth. But you kind of know. They give you enough context clues for me to for, for you to immediately say, "Oh my God, they're gonna make Philip spy on Elizabeth." That's cool. That's great. Like automatically, you're like, "Ooh, I am very intrigued about what's gonna happen next." So Oleg, after a big fight with his wife over whether or not he should go, goes to America. And by the way, I really should have mentioned this with a time jump, but I'll mention it now. One of the things I love most about this season, uh, and the thing that time jump really solidifies, the thing that time jump allows for this to take place, I love how this final season is set against the backdrop of the Soviet Union's collapse. Like, we're seeing the very early days of the Soviet Union is about to go kaput. Like, you're starting to see all the infighting 
that eventually caused this chain reaction that led to Soviet Union, boom, gone. Like, you're sort of seeing the beginning of the end for the Soviet Union as we get into the end of Philip and Elizabeth's story. It's very ingenious, and the time jump is worth it just for that. Let alone the radically different place that all the characters are in now. So anyway, Oleg goes to America. Uh, signals Philip, gets him a dead drop, and they have a meeting. Which, by the way, words cannot describe how much pleasure I derived the first time I saw Philip and Oleg on screen together. Like, I'd been waiting. I'd been waiting for Oleg to interact with the Jennings in some way. And they brought it to us in the season premiere of this final season. And, oh my god, it was so satisfying. So Philip and Oleg sit down. Oleg gives him the whole rundown of like, okay, look. So, the KGB is being run by people who are very anti-Gorbachev. Very anti the types of progress that have been made. Over uh, the past however long he's been in power. I don't remember. I My historical timelines are off a bit. KGB is run by those assholes. Uh, Gorbachev doesn't have the power to get rid of them. So we kind of have to play defensive. Uh, these people are using Elizabeth to get their way. Or she's one of them. Uh, so you have to find out what she's doing and, uh, if necessary, stop her. And Philip's like, hey, what the hell? Like, I'm out of this. And Oleg's like, look, jackass. I left my wife and one-year-old son for this. And if I get arrested, I am done. I will be shipped back home and I will be shot. Not telling you what to do, just saying how much I risk to get you to do it. Goodbye. So, Philip and Elizabeth end up having this argument. Uh, when Philip's trying to tell Elizabeth, hey, this happened. Elizabeth is just like, yeah, okay, shut up, it can wait, I need to sleep. And then Philip makes a very poignant observation. You know, um, you've kind of been unwound a bit lately. You smell like cigarettes all the time, and you're just tired and overworked, and it's finally getting to you, isn't it? After all these years of being a badass, it's finally getting to you. So, there's that. And obviously, Philip's right. And Elizabeth, I think, kind of knows he's right at this point, but doesn't want to admit he's right. Like, Elizabeth's kind of spinning out with everything that's happening. And the cyanide in her necklace is not exactly helping matters. So basically, Philip and Elizabeth's lives suck at the moment. Oh, but there's also, like, a nice, delightful dinner between the Jennings and the Beemans and the Adderholtz. That was a nice sequence. They argued about a judge. 
The wives talked a bit. It was fun. It was real fun. That was a nice, delightful scene in this mostly depressing as shit episode. Uh, so yeah. Starting off strong. Starting this final season off with already characters in the most high-stakes situations yet. Get ready for some utter madness. I will just say that no more. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark, pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 6, Episode 2. Talk to you then.